Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Molina, Kevin Pittman. Aren't, aren't you supposed to say like special guest Kevin? Oh, Pittman. sorry, special guest, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Pittman. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Mostly myth. Right. Mostly, mostly, myth, mostly yes. myth. Yes, that is true. <laughs> mostly myth. It's all true. I love hearing this music because we had Michael Imperioli on the morning show this morning. He's a—he's not an easy guy to interview. He's not very forthcoming. You know what I mean? I he's a nice that. guy. I mean, he was a good guy. He was a good guy, and he answered all the questions, and all that stuff. But he just uh, went like, "Hey, nice talking." <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> In any case, we'll be right. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Hello, hi, how's it going? Let's make this quick, because I've got a lot of trade wars to escalate here, okay? That's why I just announced tariffs on more Chinese products, including fireworks and finger traps. We've also expelled the infamous Chinese billionaire, P.F. Chang. <laughs> we've done so, okay? Today we've got the leaders from the Baltic states. We've got Estonia, Lithuania, and I want to say Stankonia. <laughs> the great Baltic nations, even in the game Monopoly, Baltic Avenue was always my favorite property. <laughs> Except for Oriental Avenue, which you can't say anymore, okay? You have to call it China Street. Sad. Very sad. 
See, I'm so I don't care what your uh, politics hilarious. are. If you can't laugh at that, you got a problem. But to tell you the truth, if it were happening on the other side, they wouldn't laugh at it. Oh. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Well, it's never been tried, so I guess we won't know. Not like it's a, true. I was talking to Paul Mercurio about that yesterday, and you know, he's he works on a show that's pretty, you know, left leaning, blah blah blah. Pretty like left. How anybody can get so wound up about a political party? I mean. I don't get it either. You could sit there and march all day long. You think that the party actually gives a crap about the individual person at all? Nope. No. They care about mobs and money. That's yeah. all they care about. Well, they do want your mobs of votes. That's what they do want. It's the it only is true. thing they care about. It's not, you I know, just... they don't love you the way you love them, let me tell you. It's exactly. What you have basically is if you're middle class, what the, you're screwed. What the left <laughs> tries to do to you is keep jacking your taxes up. Uh, until you can't afford them anymore, and what the right does on you is takes away all your write-offs, so they're jacking your taxes up, too. So it's all about, we need your vote and your money, and screw all the rest of you. Yep. It's just, Yeah, whatever. how can you love these parties so much? I, I just can't. don't understand. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, by the way, Mr. Myth. Yep. Catherine and I were watching, uh, when were the Dean Martin Rose from? Oh God! A million, a million and a half years was ago. Was it seventies or late sixties? Uh, that I don't know. Because I don't remember the Dean Martin roast. But on the Dean Martin roast, uh, the very first one was Bob Hope that I saw anyway, and it. Uh, it Tom, did say, turn off your phone. Yeah, well, I have to do all all your business. That's right. When your phone rings, it's important. When ours yeah. is, it's uh, what what would it be? Your chocolates are in. I don't know. 1974 was the first roast. 1974, Bob Hope was the first roast, I believe. Well, I mean, the first roast of Dean Martin. Yeah, but I mean, Bob Hope was the first man of the hour. The first roaster. The first roaster. The roasted. But in any case, uh, during that roast, Flip Wilson called Nipsey Russell the big N. And and he said it, too. Who? Nipsey Russell did? Yeah. Yeah, he did, too. I, I couldn't believe the, it. Yeah, they're throwing the big N around like there's no tomorrow. Now, that was 45 years ago, or 44 years ago, so that was a while ago. Completely shocking. But it's kind of sad because the only person on there that's still alive, I think, is Mark Spitz. Everybody else on that show was dead. Yeah, and Mark Spitz, was, why Why did they have, like, Mark Spitz? Does oh, anybody okay. even know who he is anymore? Do you know who he is, Andy? Nope. He was I, an Olympic nope. swimmer? Yep. Oh. Won seven gold medals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and he just sat there. I don't even think he said anything. He didn't talk. And no. they just had any celebrity. It was like Dancing with the Stars type celebrities. Just he anybody. Although Don Rickles was funny. He was funny. He's, he goes, Dean, it's great. I'm, I'm really happy you invited me on the show tonight. As a matter of fact, let me say to you what your people say to you. Arabadundi badundi. That was phenomenal. He makes up some fake Italian words to say to Dean Martin. No, nope, uh, Kirk Douglas, he's still alive. He was not. He was on that roast. Though. Yes, he was. Well, he was roasted, but he wasn't on the roast that we watched. Oh well, he was. No, he was one of the roasters for Dean Martin. So yeah, well, he kind of had while. some of the same guys on all the time, right? Yeah, he did. Like Don Rickles is on most of them, and. Phyllis Diller had to ugly herself up because Phyllis Diller was actually a very pretty woman, but she uglied herself up because back then in 90, the early 70s, no one would laugh at a pretty woman. And then Joan Rivers changed all that hmm. because she was a very pretty woman. And, and for some reason, she got away with it. They would laugh at her. And that changed everything. 
But yeah, Phyllis Diller was not successful until she put on that hideous wig and made her eyes all weird looking weird. And oh, Ralph Nader, he's still around too. Well, I'm just talking about this one particular roast. But yeah, he would have d- different roasters on to roast different people. And but Dean was Dean was an interesting guy. There's no doubt about that. Chuck McCann, the zany comic. I always loved zany. Did you did you work with a lot of zany comics when you were out at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy? Uh, I'd say Darren Carter was probably the most zany comedian. Darren Carter, yeah, he was we'll, zany we'll go with him. Yeah, that. But otherwise, I don't think anybody really falls in that category. Not zany. No, I can't see you hiring any zany people out there. It's just it doesn't fit the mold. Chuck McCann, the zany comic who hosted a children's television show in the 1960s before branching out as a character actor in films and TV, died Sunday in Los Angeles at age 83. The way most people will probably know him, he voiced Sonny the Cuckoo Bird, who cried, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, in commercials for General Mills per the AP. McCann died suddenly on Sunday of congestive heart failure. Well, that's not very sudden now, is it? Congestive heart failure in a Los Angeles hospital, according to his publicist, Edward Lotzi. McCann was born September 2nd, 1934 in Brooklyn. Oh, man. Uh, he became a household name in New York when he took over a variety show entertaining a generation of children with lighthearted humor and puppets. No, I thought he would go with filthy humor <laughs> and, like, you know, uh, sex toys. Of course he In 1968, McCann appeared in his first major film, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Did you ever see that movie? Mm, no, I don't Fantastic think so. Fantastic movie. Uh, Alan Arkin starred in it. He expanded his work into animation acting and created the voice of the famous Cuckoo. McCann moved to Los Angeles in the 1970s, made guest appearances on shows including Little House on the Prairie, Bonanza, and Columbo. McCann was a prolific voice actor, lending his voice to characters such as Mayor Grafton on the Garfield Show, Ducksworth in DuckTales, Remastered, and Hef, Heffalump in Disney's New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. He is survived by his wife, Elizabeth Fanning, and uh, two daughters. Uh, that wouldn't be Dakota Fanning, would it? I wonder. Maybe. Chuck McC- I literally, by coincidence, just saw Chuck McCann in an old episode of uh, Beyond Belief. Remember that TV show, Beyond Belief? Absolutely. A Dick Clark production. The best. I like how this site says his wife's name was Betty. Well, Elizabeth, Betty. One of the two. Yeah, oh, Elizabeth. Be- yeah, that's actually, a, that's actually a nickname for Elizabeth. I mean, I guess. But Betty, Betsy, Bethy. Liz. What does Liz. she go by? She, Miss Vanning. So, yeah, Chuck McCann. You'd know him if you saw him, but yeah, by coincidence, just yesterday I saw him in an episode of Beyond Belief where they, you know, they used to put on little skits and you had to guess if they were true or false. And we'll tell you at the end of the show which stories are true and which are beyond belief or something like that. But Chuck McCann was just on there and uh, was well, not a great actor. Let me just say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ended up watching a long movie, a movie. Last night, because I couldn't sleep. What'd you watch? Oh, my God. Why do I find these horrible movies? Horrendous? Um, well, The Way Back. Because it had good is. people in it. It had, um, it had uh, Ed Harris. Oh, I like Ed Harris. Yeah, I usually like him, too. And um, Colin Firth. Colin Firth is usually good. Yeah, they're usually good. But, oh, my God. Terrible. Huh? I, I thought... I. I after, like, a while, I thought, God, this has to be a three, three, four-hour movie. How long have I been watching this thing? It's like hour and 46 Oh, yeah, I'm minutes. telling you. Some of them are way, way too long. Well, it just uh, it was about um, some 
prisoners of war that walked from Siberia to India. So what? Who cares? A tough up. Don't they, you they had to, to they had to escape. Oh, they were escaping. They were escaping because they were you know thrown into the gulag for no reason or whatever. So it was gulag. just oh my god, yeah. Walking across a desert for fifteen days gets a little boring. Well, how hot is it in a desert in Siberia? Well, that was after they got out of Siberia. Then they had I I think the desert was maybe in Mongolia. God, that sounds terrible. Why would <laughs> that's you the watch that? that's the Gobi Desert? Yeah. Oh, the, the Gobi, Gobi Desert, Desert yeah. which is, I mean, just like nothing but yeah. sand for days. You know, they're dropping off like flies because they have no water. So, yeah, it's I mean, it was all, it, it's a terrible walk, I'm sure, but it just was that was the whole movie. I, I, I was walking thousands of miles. You're really good at finding those. Well, because I thought, because of the actors, I thought it would be, you know. Yeah, the actors were good. Now, have either one of you guys uh, back in the studio, have you seen either. Uh, um, Chappaquiddick or oh, the, A Quiet Place? No. I'm trying to figure out with frickin' Britney frickin' Britney to go see A Quiet Brittany. Place. So how are you going to work that out? I don't know. She just is being frickin' Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Okay, yeah, it's, exactly. yeah, it's Britney's <laughs> fault, but, but let me point something this, out. Absolutely. Alex and I have been seeing uh, Annabelle creation now for about the past year, and we've never seen it. So it's not all Britney's fault. Let me point that out. She, well, we, I was like, okay, we'll go Friday evening. She told me Friday evening. And then she text messaged me and was like, I can't Friday evening. I was looking at the following week. That sounds like Britney. So that was Britney's fault. Yeah, that does sound like <laughs> Britney. God love her. Here's Britney. Britney. La, la, la. <laughs> yeah, that's Britney. You know, you know what else happened? We, yeah. Right? We yeah, love her. Well. I mean, it's. It's a good imitation, I think. <laughs> I just love how Brittany gets gets beaten up on Facebook because the only reason she has that job is because she was Alex's friend. You didn't even know her. No, before that she was did not, there. that was ten marks against her. <laughs> she had to overcome being Alex's friend to get the. Yeah, yeah but she wasn't Alex's friend until after she started the job. Yeah, she became First my of all, friend. She's been wor- like six years after she started working at KQ. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's been working at KQ like ten years. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, she left to go fight in, uh, you know, Kuwait and Afghanistan. But uh, other than that, uh, you know. the rest of the time she's been working at KQ. So I don't know. People just love to stir the pot. That's all I know. It's typical. It's very true. Typical. Uh, what is this? So-called crisis pregnancy centers have come under fire for years for allegedly using misinformation to talk vulnerable pregnant women out of having an abortion. And John Oliver took up the topic Sunday on Last Week Tonight, which is uh, what is happening with CPCs is that way too often women with unplanned pregnancies are being actively misled while trying to access health care. He said, explaining that the centers, which are often church-affiliated, basically pretend to be abortion providers. Many of them, for example, include the word choice in their names, among other questionable tactics like offering free ultrasounds. Even media uh, often cover CPCs as if they offer women all their options. What is with John Oliver trying to take on every... I wouldn't listen to one thing John Oliver says. Exactly. How about this prick? Piers Morgan, did you see what he said yesterday? No. Piers Morgan, another limey bastard. (laughs) He was criticizing the United States for getting into World War II so late. Yeah, the people do that. Let me tell you something, Mr. Morgan. If the United States hadn't saved your ass, you'd be speaking German right now, so shut up. 
Well, you do have to. I mean, we did get in there pretty late. Uh, Did we win the war or not? Yeah, but it also was a different... It was a different world. I mean, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have communication right. like you have now. I, yeah, I don't know. Look, all I'm telling you is, and that, by the way, was FDR's choice. FDR was the one who kept holding the war off. That is true. He, well, he I think that they thought that it was going to end. He did, yeah. That they were going to take care of it, and then it would just be done. And the only one with any seeds over there was Winston Churchill. The rest of them were a bunch of candy asses. So, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then they ended up getting rid of him anyway, but... Ten years after the war, or whenever that was, but what is with all these Brits coming over here now, taking over television? You got uh, John Oliver, you got Piers Morgan. Well, they fired him, but he was on. And then you got uh, Trevor Noah from South Africa. Can we have any like American people no. doing American shows? Americans think that all other continents have everything figured out, and we're the yes. ones that don't know what we're doing. Yes, they That's do. What Let they me think. tell you something. If you get a cold, don't go to the doctor in England because you might get in in about five years. Okay. Well, you can just go to the pharmacist if you have a cold in England. Right. right. Well, let me just point something out. I am mostly British. That's my heritage is mostly British and German, right? There's a couple other things like Irish and Italian and but Scottish you don't like in tea. there. Okay? So I'm criticizing my own people when I say, shut up. That's not really criticism. It's a demand. It's a command. That's what it is. But every time you see John Oliver's name, he's somehow criticizing something in America. Well, you should move back to England and eat uh, chips, which are actually French fries. <laughs> hate that when they call them chips. Oh, and chips are crisps. Uh, would you like some <laughs> chips? Yeah, they're French fries. They're not chips. Chips are potato chips, which they call crisps. Jesus, yep. So you're very fired up about this French fry and chip controversy. No, because he, that's because he wants some. All of these TV hosts, I hate them all. The TV hosts are getting worse by the minute. Oh, 100%. There's no doubt about it. Now you got Jimmy Kimmel and Sean Hannity got some battle going on we'll talk about right after this Tom Bernard show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Please, maybe just settle it after the wedding. All right, fine, but I just want to say I'm not paying for your wine cellar. You thieving would be speaking German if it weren't for us cheap little man. (laughs) I love it. 
I love that. Should have been a little louder so we could hear it, but sorry. Other than that, we didn't, I, you didn't have the mics. I mean, the headphones on. You oh, couldn't hear. Well, I did. Uh, a Fox News host says that a graphic showing the station lagging other cable news networks in trustworthiness was taken down because it was posted at the wrong time. Media Buzz host Howard Kurtz said on Facebook Monday that the graphic was posted out of sequence but was later used on the show. Kurtz was talking about a Monmouth University poll about whether the media regularly or occasionally report fake news, but the graphic showed results from another question about trust in cable news outlets. Fox News was last at 30%. The Associated Press earlier reported that Kurtz ordered the graphic be taken down but did not note that it was used again. Look, let me just point something out to you. If you're doing a university poll, where do you think Fox News is going to come in? First of all, I don't trust any of them. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, I don't trust any of them. They are all drive me nuts. But now Jimmy Kimmel and Sean Hannity are in a big battle. Uh, What are they battling about again? I forgot. Do you know, Timmy? Yeah, um, they're battling about um, uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is making fun of Melania Trump and the uh, Easter egg deal at oh, the White that's House. That's right. That's right. And then uh, Hannity fired, you know, a criticism, and then Kimmel, you know, he enjoyed the fact that Hannity was all worked up, so he just kind of kept poking the bear, and, <laughs> and next thing you know, it he's calling him a pervert and a predator and all this sort of stuff. Who's you know, calling who a pervert? Typical. Uh, he, he started airing um, stuff from when Kimmel did the man show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah right. where his jokes were off color and, you know, very suggestive and all that sort of stuff. And so it just blew up from there. Yeah, guess that's what's what in my pants they used to do on the man show. Yeah, that sort of stuff. That sort yeah, of that, yeah. That so it just, you know, he, you know, construed that act to be, you know, acts of perversion and, you know, whatever. I mean, you can say whatever you want. And again, especially over Twitter, there seems to be no consequence because, you know, anybody's right. a tough guy over social media. They can say whatever they want thinking that, right. you know, whatever. So, yeah, just another pissing match, you know. Yeah, it's one of those deals, ladies and gentlemen, where basically, um, well, didn't Rachel Maddow just pass Hannity in in the numbers game anyway? It's possible. You know, I, I, so. I honestly don't even, I have one, I, I cut back in my cable. Uh, I don't. Good I move. never had cable for that anyway, the news stuff. But my package, right now, the cable package I have only has MSNBC. I don't watch that, never did. Never watched Fox, really. Never watched CNN. So I, I don't want, I don't care. I don't, yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> I guess that's my roundabout way of saying I don't know and I don't care. See, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't watch Hannity or Rachel Maddow if you gave me the TV stations. They well, both annoy the hell different, out of me. Yeah, it's a different flavor of the same thing. It is, I mean, it's yeah. both extreme, you know? It's true. It's absolutely true. Now, Tim, uh, I want to go see A Quiet Place, which you talked about last week. And I also want to go see Chappaquiddick because I want to see the tribute to the Lion of the Senate. Oh, wait a minute. He murders somebody in it. I forgot. Well, Sansevier did see it and um, said that if what they said is true, that uh, Ted Kennedy is, what is he, uh, marinating in a cauldron in hell or something like Well, it is that. true. I mean, he left the uh, Well, I don't die. know, but, you know, um, and, and, and Sanny, before he saw the movie, said he called him the Lion of the Senate, but he spelled it in a different sort of way. <laughs> yes, well, there is that. 
Yeah, I, uh, uh, so I didn't see it yet. It didn't. They didn't, actually didn't screen it for us. And you know, it's been somewhat tough—a a tough row uh, to hold for this film. I mean, obviously, some people didn't want it to be seen, right. and uh, right. I don't know whoever, what studio it belongs to or whatever. But clearly, they didn't want critics to see it. No. I, whatever. So I didn't get a chance to see it yet. Well, we got a couple of movies to go see anyway, Catherine, so that's good. Yeah. That a Quiet good. Place and yeah. Chappaqua. I really look forward to seeing it. I mean, I, I've always been in, interested in that, that uh, story and, and, and history uh, surrounding that, that whole deal at Chappaquiddick. And, and then, of course, A Quiet Place is yeah. phenomenal. It is. It is just, it's so original. Um, and, you know, people... I think filmmakers, you know, a lot of them around are, are kicking themselves saying, you know, you had at one point silent movies and effectively yeah. this is a silent movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the basic ideas like that are out there, but people don't realize that they're out there and they don't take advantage of those simplistic approaches that can be so powerful. Right. And, and, and that's exactly how I felt here. I thought this is just genius the way that they executed this movie. That's what I hear. I hear it's just really, really well done. There's hardly any... Is there any talking at all in it? Yeah, very, very little, though. I mean, honestly, I I had my hands up counting the the, the lines they said, and the lines aren't long. How are you doing? Okay. And blah, blah, blah. I I counted up like three dozen so-called lines of dialogue. If you compacted it, probably less than a minute or two of dialogue. In the entire film? It's mostly sign language in the entire film. Really? Um, yeah. In, now, in the um, in the uh, trailers, apparently there are, you can hear like news reports and all that stuff of this invasion. They didn't have any of that in there. So, I mean, I would have considered that part of dialogue had it been yeah. in there. Um, they don't have that. There, there is uh, the, a really cool way to incorporate some music with lyrics, a singer. Um, but other than that, actual dialogue between the characters is nil. I mean, it's just very, very limited. And again, you make a noise, these creatures are going to get you. It's just that simple. Now you're wondering, well, things in nature make noise. I mean, so I don't think this is giving away too much. If they went by a waterfall yeah. where it's constantly gushing and loud, they can sit under those, that waterfall or by rapids in a river and they can have quiet conversations because the creatures don't pick up on that sort of thing. They pick up on sudden noises, you know. So it doesn't necessarily have to be even talking. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, when you got a couple of young kids, they could tip something over and it can go crash on the floor. And it's like, okay, they're they could be screwed that way too. What they if, cannot make any noises at all. What if Tevin farted? Okay. <laughs> Tevin would be done. Black people are usually the first to go anyway, so I mean, yeah, the, the, I'm stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. Not to anymore. Get then, then he asked the same question last week. He says, well, there, what, uh, there goes the beans in the diet, you know. Uh, no, so Sandy <laughs> yeah. would think of something like that. It's true. He would absolutely think of something like that. So, so at, the, at the opening of the movie, the creatures are already there. Right. The movie oh, okay. starts. 90 90 89 days into this invasion and, and and again you don't really need to know the backstory you know that they're there uh Krasinski plays this guy who has this this office full of all these newspaper clippings on the wall about what you know about the world being decimated the the important thing to know at the very beginning is that if you make noise 
you will die. That's really all you need okay, to know. That's it. So they never really go into what happened. But again, these are alien-like creatures uh, that slowly are revealed, which again, John Krasinski as a director, it's like, man, where did this guy come from? Because clearly he knows, he knew how to build tension. Some other filmmakers, in other filmmakers' hands, they might have done the big reveal right away. Right. No, this guy knew enough to show the quick dashes across the screen where they grab somebody and just a little by little by little at the time. And that's just one of the many ways that he you know, ratchets up the tension throughout the picture. Uh, it is just so expertly done. And here, on top of all that, Tom, 90 minutes long. So, Ooh, you know, I it's not it. like uh, he's not dragging things out. I mean, he, he has a story to tell, and he tells it. And it gets done. It goes very, very fast, and it ends very, very suddenly. But I think you'll be satisfied by the way it ends. Now, i got to tell you, the only thing that scares me about this movie is every single person I've talked to loved it. Not just liked it. Right. The every person I've talked to, not one person said, ah, it's okay. Everybody just loves it. That's usually... Well, I think what's happening is, is that they're taken aback by the originality of it. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, especially with a horror movie. I mean, you just don't get that many original horror movies these days. Even though technically... And generally, they follow a formula. The concept and, is uh, taken from a video game called The Last of Us. Yeah. Great game. Oh, Which was be. a huge game. Was it? Yeah. It's, it's basically, yeah, these... you know, there's this um, fungus that can, like, it gets into ants and it makes them do weird stuff. And the idea uh, is okay. said fungus mutated to uh, get into humans, and it makes them so they have really good hearing, but they're blind. So yeah. any mm. sort of, you can't make any sound or else they'll know where you are. And they're supposed to be, they're so strong that, you know, you don't want to fight them if you can. So, Well, you know. there you go. <laughs> so much for originality. No, I mean, the guys that, okay, so what, what the deal is here, there are two guys that wrote it from Iowa. Um, they... Uh, uh, apparently have been making movies for a long, long time that they would rent the local cinema in Iowa and they would show these things. They wrote the original script, and then Krasinski's got screenwriting credit, so I don't know how he en enhanced the thing or, or changed it around or whatever. But the film, it doesn't tell you, but because it's a lot of... these, They're, they're taking refuge at this farmhouse, and there's a lot of corn around. For all I know, it's set in Iowa. So... You know, I, I, again, I just looked at it as original and refreshing, and whether it was actually, you know, aped from the, that video game or not, I don't know. But I, I just looked at it as, as a film deal. It's like, wow, I, I, I love this for a change. It's not the same old, same old. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. I want to get out and see it. Yeah, we should go one night this week, Catherine. Okay. Andy, do you want to go see it or do you want to take a pass? Um, We'll see. We'll get back to you. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, I promise you, you're not going to react the way that I was telling you how much I love The Shape of Water, and, and we're <laughs> yeah. on the polar opposite ends on that one. It so it's not going to be a deal like that, I can guarantee you. Well, I did say you were the worst human being I've ever met after I <laughs> well, said Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I, that's a given. That's just a given. <laughs> just how it is. There's no question. I, um, sure. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just... Uh, we'll go see you one night this week, and I don't know, maybe even tonight. Who know? Who knows? What the what the day will bring, but sure. uh, uh, now, Melina, you, do you have some audio from The Simpsons? Uh, no, I was just uh, there was an article, or it's been in the news today about last night's episode. So apparently, The Simpsons. Everybody's mad at The Simpsons now because they made oh, a poo look like a fool or something. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, are just, you kidding me? It never ends. 
People just, need to lighten up. Are they so, saying, Homer Simpson, no, this is for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hashtag Homer Simpson. Uh, look, some people have been abused, and now everybody else is taking advantage of it. If you haven't been down that road, if, if it hasn't happened to you, why don't you shut up and let the real victims have a voice? Is that possible? To let the real victims of all these different things, could you let them have a voice? Would that be okay with you or maybe not, huh? That's the only thing that bothers me is everybody yapping now, the people who actually went through this stuff, when it, what actually was real, they're drowned out by everybody else. That's just not right, don't you think? I just, like I said, it just, you know, people get headlines by being offended. And until that stops happening, everyone's going to be offended all the time. But especially for a yeah. show that's been on for over 30 years and a great character. I mean, you go down the list. I mean, Hank Azaria, especially. Uh, Apu being one of my favorites and Mo as well. I mean, it's like, exactly. Get over it. Yeah, you could say, I mean, first of all, it's an animated right. show. <laughs> And uh, they kind of make fun of everybody. I mean, Homer's a fat alcoholic, okay? <laughs> All white men should be writing in and being offended. Now, this is literally the most inoffensive joke I've ever read in my life. And this it? is what people are upset about. I'll read the story for you. <laughs> oh. On Sunday night's episode, The Simpsons addressed criticism that its character Apu, I don't know how to say his name, Nahasapima Petalon. What is it? Nahasapima Petalon? Yes. Nahasapima Petalon was a racist stereotype. Last November, comedian Hari Kandabulo, or Bolu, looked into the representation of South Asians and shows characters in his documentary, The Problem with Apu. Nahasapim Petalon, voiced by Hank Azaria, is an Indian-American quickie mart owner in Springfield. The episode titled No Good Read Goes Unpunished indirectly touched on the portrayal of Apu while Marge was reading a bedtime story with her daughter, Lisa. Marge attempts to make the book The Princess in the Garden inoffensive in 2018. During the scene, Lisa faces the camera and says, something that started decades ago was applauded and an inoffensive... Oh, God, I hate it when it does that. Right in the middle <laughs> of this, something appeared on the screen and blocked out the story from variety. And I can't get rid of it. Oh, I just hate that so much. <laughs> no, I can. No. Well, we gotta go. Click. There you I go. I clicked it 8,000 times. <laughs> Anyway, we'll be back to talk about it right after this time, but aren't you? Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. 
and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. All right, here's your last question. What was the cause of the Civil War? Actually, there were numerous causes, aside from the obvious schism between abolitionists and anti-abolitionists, economic factors, both domestic and international, played a significant... Hey, hey. Yeah. Just, just say slavery. Slavery it is, sir. <laughs> yes, I am a citizen. Now, which way to the welfare office? What? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I work, I work. <laughs> I work, I work. Come on, that's funny. That was also like 15 years ago. So yeah. that 15 years yeah. ago. That's yeah. not the, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. As Catherine pointed out, you've got a fat, stupid, alcoholic father who's irresponsible as hell. You can laugh at that. That's okay. And the long-suffering mom, stay-at-home mom. Look, you're in a situation where your argument's going to be, well, that's because white people are the majority. Not by much anymore, I will tell you that. Uh, California is now white minority. Uh, New Mexico is white minority. Texas is almost white minority. There are a couple. No, I think it is now white minority. We're taking over. Great work, Tevin. (laughs) We're taking over. Actually, interesting uh, thing about that. The proportion of black people in America has been the exact same since about 100 years ago. Yeah. It's been about 11%. It's all Spanish, actually. Yep. Yeah, the the increase in population is all pretty much in Spanish. Yeah, Tevin. (laughs) (laughs) You're not doing your your part. Go back to Mexico, Tevin. Jeez. Black people make more babies ASAP. Which way to the welfare office? (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. Marge responds by saying some things will be dealt with at a later date, to which Lisa says, if at all. Kandabolu responded to the episode on Twitter, writing, wow, politically incorrect. That's the takeaway from my movie and the discussion. It sparked, man, I really love this show. This is sad. He later added, the Simpsons' response tonight is not a jab at me, but at what many of us consider progress. So progress is basically beating the hell out of other people. Uh Progress is... uh you have to pay attention to me and you know say something specifically about my whining. Oh, so that's progress. Well, well what he did, he made some sort of documentary or something about how Apu oh, is the go. worst. There we and go. And then the Simpsons basically uh, made had fun of that. yeah they they had Marge and Lisa basically say that they're not going to address the issue, and that's it. No, oh. yeah, well, it's the worst thing in the whole world. There was a deal on 60 Minutes last week. Yeah. It's The Simpsons. If you're offended offended by The Simpsons, you must not have many problems in your life where you're offended by a cartoon. When it's like, and they offend everybody. It's an offensive show. That's like being offended by South Park. Like, Right. Of course you're going to be offended because that's what they try to do, but that's just expected. I don't know. Although I'm not offended at all by either one of the shows. Um, I will say this. Last night on 60 Minutes... Oprah Winfrey did a segment on um, 
I think they're they're different shaded. I don't I don't even know what these. They're stone or I think some are made of copper, but they're monuments dedicated to slaves who were lynched. Oh, I right? saw that. Yeah, in Alabama. I, I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't watch it. It was too goddamn sad. They would take if they couldn't find the guy, they would lynch his kids and his wife. No way. Oh yeah. Oh my god! One guy uh, apparently they couldn't lynch him, so they set him on fire and took pictures of it with kids in the picture that uh. said, "Look at our barbecue from last night." I mean, these—that's offensive. If you want to compare today's white people to those white people, you're psychotic, because those people were psychotic. Yeah. I mean, so Tevin, how could you? I couldn't even finish watching. It was just way too sad, man. Oh yeah, it's. Did it's, you watch? I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw the headline and clicked on it. But yeah, it was very, oh. very graphic, and it just reminds you kind of how far like it was. We complain about the stuff that's going on in today's world. It kind of puts it in perspective yes. and says, "Hey, you know, yeah, things might be bad today, but it's not as we've come a long way, and we can be proud of that." Yeah, they. Yeah, I mean, they just gassed uh, innocent children. In Syria, mm-hmm. okay. Yes, I did, mean, right. you know, there's bigger fish to fry than what what a animated show says. You know, what's interesting to me is that Russia blames that on Israel, and the United States blames it on Assad. So, are we ever going to find out who gassed the children? Are we going to find I out just, who really did it? How, what kind of monsters do this kind of stuff? I Assad. Just, it's horrible. I tell you honestly, but if you. I don't know that you can watch it, but if you want to go back and watch it, it was on last night's 60-minute segment. The horrible things that happened to black people, you know, a hundred and some years ago. And right up until, I believe in 1912, I think five or six black men were lynched in Duluth, Minnesota. This is going back a little over a hundred years ago. But, I mean, they, if they couldn't find the guy, they'd lynch his kids, they'd that's, lynch his wife, they'd set him on fire. Well, that's – and I, I don't know if they still do it, but 20 years ago, I know for sure, in, like, Turkey, mm-hmm. that's what they would do if the, if the man, like, died before his sentence was up. The woman had to take – his, his wife would have to serve the rest of it or – yeah. they Hang in there, honey. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Don't die on me now. Hang in there. Yeah, so you have to go to you have. To, well, they they're still killing homosexuals in a lot of countries around the world. It still have uh, the fact that some people love to think that America is the worst place in the world. Are you kidding me? Not by a long no. shot. Not by a long shot. And by by the way, if you think that Americans invented treating other people in that manner, you're crazy. Human beings have been torturing one another forever. I think the guy they set on fire. The reason they burned him was because he left the farm without asking for permission. Oh, my God. He basically went for a walk. That's why they uh, sent him on fire. No. How dare he? I don't know if that's what they said, but no. Okay, what is it? Uh, he was accused and went to trial for raping and murdering some woman. I don't know if it actually, you know, he actually did it, but right. no. Saying he went for a walk is... So when, uh, when did that happen? Um... 1916, so yeah, about 100 years ago. About 100 years ago, and that was in Alabama? Waco. No, see, that's different. A lot that's of good things happen one. in Waco. That's a different one. That's where no. Chip and Joanna live. Well, then they must be bad people. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Alex? What kind of friends do you have? Fixer-upper. America's I mean, favorite you got, couple. 
You got Fixer Upper. You're friends with Tim Lammers. What kind of people do you hang out with, Alan? I don't know. Way to go. <laughs> so, Tim, what's coming up that we should go see so we don't have to think about horrendous things like this? Um, th- this week we have, uh, it's, it's probably going to be hit and miss for you. Um, there's, um, this Friday is Rampage, which is based on a video game uh, that is no, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, the next week, the big opener is, uh, uh, an Amy Schumer comedy called I Feel Pretty. I'm out. And then following that, we have Avengers Infinity War. So it I'm looks out. like you need to get to a quiet place. Yes. And uh, Chappaquiddick, that should, that should uh, be good enough for you for the rest of the month. That should tide you over <laughs> until May. It's going to have to tide me over. So go see Black Panther yeah, yeah. again. I've never seen that. I, I don't like superhero movies. You didn't see Black Panther? I haven't seen a Marvel movie since, I think, The Avengers. I'm pretty sure it just passed, like, Titanic for gross sales or whatever at the box office. Yeah, people love it. I think it did. But the problem, like, I saw Deadpool, which everybody loved. I hated it. I thought it was terrible. Yeah, it it relied way too much on super lowbrow. Yeah. If it wasn't for all the, like, lowest common denominator stuff, it would have been fine. It wasn't that bad. God. Oh, Deadpool Once was again, horrible. lighten up, kids. It was horrendous. It was almost as bad as what you would write. <laughs> you know what I'm I saying. love lowbrow humor. Yes, you certainly My do. My favorite. Don't you? So I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, eh, what are you gonna? What did, what did we just watch on TV that we really liked? We saw a movie. What did we watch? It was really good. I said I watched The Walk Home. That wasn't the one we watched together, though. You and I watched one together. Oh, was, good news about that movie, by the way. Um, after the guy died, the BBC looked into it, and apparently that walk never happened. Really? So well, I didn't know it was supposed to be on a, based on a true story. It was, yeah. it was based on a book. I think. Well, yeah, it was based on a, the guy's memoir. Which um, I think by the time they were making the movie, that's when the news came out, and then they just changed it to based on a true story to oh. based on a book. Yeah, oh. it never happened. Yeah, he said oh, that he escaped from a gulag and walked all the way to whatever. Oh, oh no! And it turns out that he was released under some amnesty wow. thing and uh, sent to like I don't know somewhere. But he Same claimed thing. that he actually claimed he walked from Mongolia to India. Uh, yeah, from the from Syria across the Gobi Desert to India, which I don't know if that would even be possible technically. Let's see. Let's see how uh, how thick the Gobi Desert is. It's pretty thick. It's quite large. And, and crossing those Himalayas on Himalayas on foot is pretty hard too. Yeah. I think. I once walked from Robbinsdale all the way to Minneapolis. <laughs> it is five hundred miles it. wide. <laughs> 500 so, miles of desert. 500 miles with no sources of water or food. I don't Zero. know. Zero. I don't Zero know about that. Water. Tom, light. wasn't it uh, your brother was going to walk from Minnetonka to Hastings? He was, Oh, yes. yeah, in his uh, Elvis <laughs> costume. In his Elvis costume. <laughs> it's not quite 500 miles. Uh, not quite 500. That's yes. Tony and a snit for you. <laughs> One of the greatest things about that whole story when my brother... My brother got in an argument with his girlfriend or his wife at the time. I don't know what it was, but he got in an argument. So he was going to walk home in his Elvis outfit from Minnetonka to Hastings. That was one hell of an argument. Until he turned and turned around, came back after the third person yelled from a car, Dracula! <laughs> <laughs> nice costume. <laughs> 
He was Elvis. They thought he was Dracula. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about cars. Oh, that's so funny. People don't realize just how far apart some things are. I don't know why he oh, yeah. just didn't stay over at our house. <laughs> oh, there's no question. That was the party, by the way. Philip Wise showed up dressed. It was for Halloween. <laughs> Philip Wise showed up dressed as a slave. Yeah. What? Oh. Thanks, Philip. Oh. I found that offensive. That way sounds to, like Philip. Way to put oh, a yeah. damper on the party, Philip. <laughs> he had That's... chains on and everything. Oh. Straw hat. Like, straw hat. Overalls. I was, I was like, oh, Philip. Oh, my God. He comes as a slave. I was like, what are you, a farmer? He's like, no, I'm a slave. Oh, God. How long ago was this? I'm a kind of farmer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just farming for other people, for apparently. For free. I'm farming for free. That's... <laughs> Oh, it's been a hell of a life for me. (laughs) Then Catherine tells me, I'm not going to identify which one. I have uh, four brothers, but uh, apparently uh, one of them, who shall remain nameless, uh, got kicked out of a bar for fighting. So uh, I think it was just it, I think it was just heated words. I well, don't know if there was actual. Oh, arguing wasn't fighting. I don't think fighting. it was fisticuffs. It wasn't fisticuffs. It was no, just arguing. Just <laughs> he argue. kicked them out of a bar. That's really nice that everybody found out about that. So that's good. Well, he put it all over his Facebook page. So I'm, um, not, I'm not spilling any beans. Oh, he put it on there. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, one guy, and I announced this this morning, who will never, ever, ever be on the KQ Morning Show again is David Crosby. Did you hear what this? prick did no you know the trump uh, tower fire right yeah there was a fire at trump tower yeah um man was killed mm-hmm. or a woman i think it was was it a woman I, that I was don't killed? Know. i know one person was killed the, no it was a man his name was uh, todd brasner a man was killed in a fire and four firefighters were injured david crosby's reaction to the news burn baby burn Wow, that's cold. The reason the fire was at Trump Tower in New York, Mr. Crosby on Saturday evening wrote on Twitter, Oh boy, burn, baby, burn, while the news was developing of the four-alarm fire at the high-rise, which killed 67-year-old art dealer Todd Brasner. A fellow Twitter user asked a 76-year-old musician, according to the New York Post, whether he was referring to the Trump Tower fire. He was indeed. Mr. Crosby uh, replied, Yes, Jeffrey. Well, you know what, you prick. Somebody died and four firefighters got hurt running into the fire, which... And you think it's 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 a proper thing to say. uh, Just because it's Trump Tower. It's the only reason you said that. You're crazy. That is pretty crazy. Good God. Never again. He will never come near me again as long as I live. He's been on the show a a million times. Oh, he's, you know, Mr. Nice Guy. And, oh, yeah. Look, honestly... Politicians are all pigs, all of them. So don't get so wound up and enamored with one particular party. They're all scum. Figure it out. Okay? Oh, by the way, both tweets have since been deleted. His Twitter feed also did not acknowledge his cheering on a fatal fire as of 2.20 p.m. on Sunday. Well, sorry, but people document that stuff. And yeah. it's there all forever. All you have to do is take a screenshot. Oh, all you have to do, there's sites. Uh, you just go to the site. It says, what uh, page do you want to archive? Mm-hmm. And there you go. You can't, no one can edit it afterwards. Oh, Whatever's really? up there is like, it's, it's what was there. Oh, that's bad And people, news. oh yeah, there's so many pages of Twitter comments that have been deleted that were oh, like really? that. Oh yeah. If you, if you say something on Twitter, prepare to uh, own up to it for the rest of your All life. All I ever said was I told people to go f themselves. That's as bad as I ever got. Uh, uh, can we offer our condolences to Tim? Um, Tim, can you stay with us another segment? 
Oh, sure. All sure. right, we'll be right back. There he is. Tom Bernard.